flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on Wormwood, Sparrow and Xander Crow left Wormwood only to meet a strange demise on the road to nowhere. Jacob Kidder took on the mantle of guardian of the object just as the demon Andremelech made his own play for the mysterious artifact. Vampires and werewolves have overrun the town, and only a few men and women of grim resolve and willful determination remain to stem the tide of rising evil. That was then. small-town nexus in the strange and terrible worlds beyond our own. But what of those who live in the deepening shadows of Wormwood? Walk with us through a darkened gallery of secret lives and haunted histories as we raise the curtain on our enigmatic cast with these Wormwood Portraits. Episode 2, The Queen's Tale, written by Rob Allspaw. Come in, Commander. Please, have a seat. Thank you, sir. Commander, I'm going to be frank here. You are here for your confirmation, but this Wormwood situation is quite troubling, if the reports I've read are accurate. Why exactly are you waiting to move on Wormwood? It's in the report, sir. We have new intel, thanks to a significant capture by Special Agent Wojtek. We also have a consultant in there now, and due to the nature of this object that we've heard about, it's better to move with surgical precision than to nuke the town and deal with mystic fallout. Ah, yes, right. The consultant. Now, that would be uh, Henrietta Howe. Now, according to her file, she's got quite a past with Crow, and it coincides She doesn't know about that, sir. I think I wasn't quite as concerned for her as I was for you, Commander. Is this a conflict of interest? No, sir. It is absolutely not. My duty is to the SNSA, and right now, Ms. Howe is our most useful tool in retrieving the so-called object from Wormwood. Well, then, if that's the case, then let's get down to this confirmation. I've read your file, and to be honest, I have liked what I've seen. I just have a few questions. Tell me about the first time you met Commander Kalish. McQueen, get in here. You're late. 
Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. I, I got lost. This place, it's, it's bigger than the National. Uh, calm down. Settle down. Mind if I smoke? Well, actually, Good. I... Now, that's settled. Let's take a look at you. Oh, settle down, girly. I mean your file. Hmm. Good marks. Brown and Yale Law. That's impressive. Why aren't you on the Hill? Oh, I'm not interested in politics, sir. As soon as I heard about the SNSA, I applied. Why? Well, the dark side of the world is a bad place, and, and people need to be protected from it. The dark side, huh? You rehearsed that answer in the mirror, girly? Sir? Normal childhood, and then age 12. Trouble at school, trouble at home. Something changed. Come on, let's talk about it. Oh, you know about that? Girlie, I know that you lost your virginity at Tony Ramisco's graduation party. Yeah, we know. Now I want to hear it from you. Uh, well, I, I think it, it activated when I went into puberty. Uh, that summer was my first uh, menstruation. I saw that my best friend was going to die this horrible death at the hands of her boyfriend. And how exactly did you see that? It, well, it was like an aura or something. I don't know. It's less new agey than it sounds. I got this sort of feeling around my friend Becky, and then I started to have these flashes, these visions. I thought I was imagining things, and then one day, Becky didn't show up for school. They found her dead, drowned, murdered. I was terrified, and I was angry. And you led the police to her killer? They kept my name out of the papers. Not my papers. So, how does it work? I don't know. I, I see the aura. It triggers, it's almost like a daydream. I see the person's path. I watch the future take hold, but it only works when I care about someone. Do you see anything around me? I'm sorry, sir. Lung cancer in about two years. Two years. And you saw this when you walked in? Yes, sir. Are you saying you care for me? Oh, no, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, somewhat. You're already reminding me of my grandfather who died when I was young. <sighs> well, no sense quitting these now. I want you to take these files and read up on this case. She's a high priority right now. Samantha Holloway? Will I be working on this case then? Not right away. First, you're going to Oxford for a recruiting trip. Samantha Holloway? That was the case that put Xander Crow on the occult map? Yes, sir. I guess you can say that. I always thought of it as the case that destroyed Xander. All that was good about him, anyway. What happened in Oxford? Excuse me, is this Dr. Crow's classroom? Indeed it is. And who may you be? I am Special Agent Annabeth McQueen from the SNSA. Are you Dr. Crow? I am, and I am not interested. 
Oh, but I haven't even made my pitch to you. I am certain it'd be as lovely as you are, dear lady. But if I told the Hellfire Club no, and then turned around to work for the Yanks, it would seem oddly unpatriotic. The Hellfire Club? British Secret Service, Department Occult. You are new, aren't you? Please, Dr. Crow, if you would just spare a few minutes to talk. I don't have the time right now. I'm late for a dinner date. An impossibly pretty federal agent is taking me to an expensive French restaurant on her company's expense account. Shall we? <laughs> um, indeed we shall. <laughs> Was it apparent to you then? I'm sorry, sir? What Crow would become. Did you know when you met him? I had a small flash the first time I saw him. But I passed that off as impressionable young woman meets charming gentleman. Xander had an ease about himself and his place in the world. He could tell you no, and you would feel bad about asking. Of course, that Xander is dead now. I see. It happened at dinner, right? The decision you made? <laughs> I love this place, the food, the I see. Is this where you take all your good students that you charm in your classes? <laughs> no, 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 no. I take them to an entirely different restaurant with paper crowns and drive through window. <laughs> ah, Henri! Ah, Monsieur Crow, and a lovely guest. Good evening, my and what manner of blackmail does this devilish creature have on you to be seen in such a place as this with him? Ha <laughs> ha, Henri. Now don't go giving away all my secrets. And I've told you, it's Dr. Crow. Ah, yes, so you tell me. But you are so young to be a doctor. I will remember these next time. <laughs> I remember you said that last time. Henri, this is Annabeth McQueen. She's with the United States government. It is a pleasure to meet you, mademoiselle. Tell me, are the Americans here to take Dr. Crow away from us? That has yet to be determined. Well, if you do, Godspeed, Godspeed. Thank you, Henri. We will have two specials in the Chateau Margot 94, please. Oh, and Henri. Il dit à l'agence, il recrute à nouveau. Henri n'est pas dérangé. J'ai déjà prévenu votre agence de ma présence. I see. Very well. Adieu. <laughs> well played, Edward Queen. Well played indeed. My admiration for you grows in leaps and bounds. Oh, please, Dr. Crow. Call me Beth. And honestly, do you think I would allow you to take me to a restaurant that had not been fully vetted? My agency gives lessons to the CIA. <laughs> well, now that you have my undivided attention... Tell me your unprecedented opportunity, and please, call me Xander. Well, first, you would be consulting for us. We would arrange a permanent work visa and a handsome compensation package. Would that compensation package include me? Uh, Dr. Crow, I think we should keep our relationship on a professional level. Are you why? Ah! Mademoiselle, I am so sorry to startle you like that. Are you okay? Yes, Henri, I apologize. Xander, I am not easily started. Please, Beth. 
It was an accident. Nothing to apologize for. Thank you, Henri. How poor? Oui, monsieur. Adieu. Are you well? That was quite a fight. Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. I feel like such a fool. Nothing to feel foolish about. It was an accident, please. Tell me about the case. I, um... The case? Oh, oh yes, the case. I'm sorry. The wine just has me a little flustered. Beth, please, don't worry. It was just a little spill. You know what they say about spilled milk, right? Uh, no use crying over it? Let the bloody cat lap it up. <laughs> well, that's quite clever, Mr. Crow. <laughs> Doctor. But you already know that, though, don't you? Yes, I guess I did. Mm. You are quite the charmer, Doctor. I'm actually surprised someone hasn't snapped you up yet. <laughs> you know. Uh, please tell me about the case. Oh, let's not talk shop right now. I would rather hear about you. Tell me about your first book. You knew when you dropped the glass, didn't you? Yes, as soon as I told Xander that I wanted to keep our relationship professional, I knew he would be dead within a month. I knew the agency had plans for Crow, so I had to do what I could to keep him alive. And what did you do? I allowed him to seduce me after dinner. I allowed myself to become involved with him, even though I knew he still had other relationships. If I hadn't, he would have died horribly probably during the Samantha Holloway incident. At dinner, I made a decision about his future for him. Better to be damned than dead. So he agreed to go with you in the morning. I think the agency had already begun to arouse his curiosity. He was growing bored at the university and he needed a new distraction. I think I knew from the beginning that he would come with me. Maybe it was my gift. Maybe it was just the offer of a permanent visa. I see here you took some personal time after the Holloway incident. Uh, I had to refocus, clear my head. What happened with Xander and that poor little girl, I wasn't any good to the agency. It was then that I also discovered I was pregnant. Yes. Is Xander Crow there? Who's this? My name is McQueen. I, uh, I work with Zan uh, Dr. Crow. He's not getting any better, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Why can't you just leave him alone? Uh, please. I, I'm sorry. I just, I really need to speak with him. It's, it's important. Be careful what you say. If you mention the girl, he gets really bad. Hello? Hello? Who's there? Hello? Hello? Xander? It's me, Beth. Beth, Beth. Oh, my Beth. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for calling. I call and leave you messages, but you never call back, and I need to talk to you, and I... Because I found the key. I found the key to... I found the key to Samantha, Beth. Xander, slow down, please. Yeah, I need I... to talk to you about something. I it's about her. I, I, there's one other thing. I, 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 I... Xander, you have to listen. Stop, okay? Stop what you're doing. It wasn't your fault. What happened, happened. 
And I'm sorry that you were involved in the first place. Well, you can't, and I won't let you. This is mine. The pain is mine. You think you can call me up out of the blue and tell me it's not my fault and everything will be a-okay with me? It's not okay with me. You understand that? And Samantha is not the only one. Don't you see? Xander, can't you hear yourself? You have to let it go. You have to let her go. What about the girl, the, the one who answered the phone? She, uh, she obviously cares about you deeply. Be with her. Be with her and let Samantha go. I can't. I won't. Samantha was... is only the beginning. Yes, there will be more, and I can save them. I have work to do, yes. I have much to do. I have much to do. Goodbye now, Beth. I'm pregnant, and you're the father. Beth? Beth? What's the matter? I've never seen you so upset. Sir, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, there, there, there. Come on, girlie. Let's talk this out. We'll see if we can make it better. Now, what seems to be the problem, Beth? I'm pregnant. And? And Xander Crow is the father. Oh, Jesus. You need to stay away from him, Beth. After the Holloway case... That man is a danger to himself and a danger to you. Yeah, but he would never hurt me or the child. But he's... He's different now. He's not the same man I asked you to recruit. I know, sir. But I think that if he knew about the baby, it just might... It it might... Oh, Beth. I forget how young you are. Nothing is going to bring Xander back. Not you, not your baby. You'll just wind up hurting yourself. I know, Everything is so confusing right now, and um, I think I'm too young to be a single mother. Maybe I can give her up for adoption. Beth, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but you have to know there is no way we will allow a pregnant woman in the field or on half the stuff we keep in the office. It's too dangerous for you. I know. I know. Give up my child or uh, give up my career. Well, what is your gift, Tilly? I... I can't feel her. I don't see anything. I think I have your answer. I'm I'm so sorry, Beth. <laughs> I know I am asking some very personal questions, and normally you would have every right not to answer. But we don't live in normal times. And you being who you are, and with me being who I am, I have to ask, and I need you to answer. Your position is just as vital to national security. You're only outranked by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I know, sir. I went through this with the vice president four years ago. The Vice President confirmed you? Yes, sir. He did. I see. Let's get back to the matter at hand. Your file says you took some personal time, but there is no disposition on the baby. Yes, sir. I had the pregnancy terminated. 
Why? Well, uh, different reasons, sir. But the one I kept coming back to was that I hadn't felt the baby in my special way. She was blank to me, and that meant to me that I would not be emotionally connected to it. Right or wrong, I couldn't bring a child into this world that I couldn't love. Do you need a moment to collect yourself, no. Commander? No, sir. Please, let's continue. Okay. When did you see Crow again? About two years later. The agency kept tabs on him, and he had begun to spiral out of control. He was digging into matters that didn't need his attention. He was also going out of his way to hamper a few of our operations. Nothing too important, I hope. I don't think so. I wasn't privy to most of the details. Crow has a unique ability to infuriate the wrong people. Yourself included? At times. Where did you find him? In Nazca, Peru. He was operating out of a bar. He had made acquaintances with a few ancient alien theorists. Crow was investigating a rumor that there was some connection between alien races and occult sciences. He was looking for something that could help ward off evil, some sort of power device to protect himself. That was when I found out about Catherine. Catherine? Yes, that was his newest case. He had found another one like Samantha. I think he thought Catherine was his do-over. I see. Did he find it? He lost more than he found, I think. the doctor say? How much longer do you have? The doctor says what he had been saying for two years now. I'm going to die, so stop worrying about it. You want me to stop worrying about it? Chief, you know I can't do that. All right, then concentrate on the mission. You'll find Crow in a bar near the center of the city. It's all in this dossier. <laughs> Tell him to get out of the I doubt it. He's not particularly fond of me since the Holloway incident. Well, make him see the light, Beth. Make him. And, uh, Beth. Yes, Chief? I'm proud of you. But don't be too sad. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Beth, get it together. Morning tomorrow. Mission today. Taxi! Is this seat taken? It is if you're planning on taking it. I'll sit anyway, thank you. Pleasure. Do what you want, Beth. You don't honestly think the agency would let you run around without keeping tabs? It was the Hellfire Club. They want you more than ever now. Well, they can't have me. I'm done with your agencies, foreign and domestic. 
Why don't you leave me the hell alone? You know we can't, Xander. You know too much. You're too much of an asset to let walk away. I'm just a piece of asset. Hmm? Who's Catherine? You've heard of her. Of course you have. Of course you have. I told her parents to stay away from your lot. I told them what had happened to... That was foolish, Xander. You can't handle this alone. No, no, no. Don't you see, Beth? This is it. This time, I can do it right. This time, I'm prepared. I know the stakes. Xander, you can't. You don't want another death on your hands. I will not have any more blood on my hands! Why are you in Peru, Xander? Past the plains of Nazca and outside the city of Kawachi is a valley where an ancient alien supposedly deposited a device that would grant the wearer protection from the underworld. Plus, it's a nice day for a walk, don't you think? Ah! Xander! What, what happened to your hand? What do you mean, what happened to my hand? Both are right here and perfectly intact. Are you staffed, woman? Oh, my God. I thought... I thought I saw... No, listen, Xander, you can't go into Kawachi. Something terrible is going to happen. What do you mean, something terrible? How do you know? Xander, I, uh, I know I never told you this before, but I am a believer. Of course you are, the company gal! No, I mean, I have a gift, a, a curse. I can see things. You have the sight? Something like that. You could have saved you could have saved Samantha? You wouldn't have believed me. You could have made me believe you. It's no, it it doesn't work like that. It didn't look it only works for those I care about. Oh, and the little girl was what? A science project? Damn it! Damn it! Xander, I'm trying to tell you that I care about you. A great deal. Please, you can't leave. You love me now? Is that what this is about? You love me? Oh, <laughs> I called you and I tried to see you for months after Samantha. While you were living with your girlfriend? That was... You knew about that? I always knew. Amazing. Is there any level you won't stoop to for your precious agency? Yes, Xander. Damn you, I love you. But if you go into the forest, you will be dead to me. Come with me now, and I will quit the agency, and we'll sort all this out, and... What happened? Did you see another one of those visions? Yes, yes, Xander. And something even more dire will happen to me if I order another tequila? Because I was just about to order one, you know? No, damn it! I saw another path! I could switch to beer! If you come with me, you'll die within six months! Not if I kill you first, my dear. It's not a joke, Xander. I can see it. When we first met, I had a vision of you. One path led to death, and the other one led to your damnation. I thought it was better that you be damned than dead. And seeing you now, I, I, I may have made the wrong choice. And now you'd rather I was dead than damned. I don't want either. 
but that's what fate decrees. Let's say I believe you, Beth. What if I told you I would take you up on your offer? Death over damnation. Well, then, I would have to tell you that after I was with you, I was pregnant. I didn't keep the baby. I couldn't. I couldn't feel anything with her. I didn't see anything. You killed our baby on a feeling you didn't have? Did you stop and think that maybe you were too close? That maybe by being her mother you wouldn't be able to have a vision of her? Uh, I, I never thought about... My God! More blood on your hands! More blood! Does it ever stop? Do you people ever stop? Do you think your visions give you the right to tie my hands? To take away my choice? My role in my own fate? Or am I just, as I've always been, a puppet to your agency and you? The dutiful queen claiming righteousness as little girls die in your wake. I will not have another death on my hands. I will not! Xander! Xander, please! I would tell you to go to hell, but I believe you've already gone there! You're already on the way! What did you say, Beth? Better be damned than dead? I guess I'll be damned then. But at least this time, it'll be my own bloody choice! After the incident in the bar, Crow found the hand of glory, right? Yes, sir. In your estimation, how dangerous to the United States is Dr. Xander Crow? Sir, if I thought he was a threat to national security, I would have had him killed. Is Crow directly responsible for the events in Wormwood? Responsible? No. Not so far as we have determined at this time. We discussed your current consultant and Special Agent Voitek's role. What about this report that you lost an agent? A freelance contractor. And now you have put another civilian in harm's way? I'm going to have to trust you know what you're doing, Commander. You clearly know more about this than I do. Now, what about these new reports? That Crow has been taken off the board? We're still investigating that at this time, sir. And if he's alive, what then? He's still useful to us. How so? Sir, I believe Xander is a lost soul, not a broken one. That sounds a bit personal, Commander. Sir, let me tell you about a girl named Anna. McQueen. Hello, Beth. My God, Xander? Is she okay? Is Anna safe? I have her. And she's safe. But I don't think she will ever be okay. And are you safe? Concerned about me. More visions of what I should and shouldn't do. Put it out of your cold, bureaucratic heart. I'm perfectly fine. Johnny Walker and I have an afternoon meeting. I'm about to be late for. Well, what about Anna? Anna will stay with me for a while. She trusts no one. Can't say I blame her. When I woke her this morning, she looked like a lost bird, like a little lost sparrow. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of the blood is washing off. Thank you, Xander. Thanks for the tip. But I have to ask, why me? Why come to me with this bath? You have a department full of monkeys waiting to do your every bidding. I knew you would get her out safe. Goodbye, Xander. Well, I think I have heard enough. Let me congratulate you on your confirmation, Commander. Thank you, sir. I want an update on the Wormwood situation as soon as you land. You're dismissed. Thank you, sir. Miss Landingham, what's next? Wormwood, a serialized mystery, is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features a talented cast of characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi, as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen, Nicole Rayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details, Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders, Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Wojtek, Ben Boodman as Chip Drexel and Bishop Grail, David Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, David Acampo as Jacob Kitter, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Morgan Walsh as Sister George, Brian E. James as Miss Ginter, Samantha Turk as Henry Howe, and Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges, the Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2009, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Past the plains of Nazca and outside the city of Kahuachi. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy with Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio. Or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast players. 
the Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.